Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Devin McCoy, and this is the Dirt Bike Journals. Okay, everybody, on today's episode, we're talking about obstacles. Big ones, small ones, some as big as your head. Now, for real though, let's talk about hitting the stuff that makes your butt pucker, your heart rate climb, your hands shaky. We've all been there. You ride up to an obstacle, whether it's a big log, a tall rock face, a gnarled hill climb full of roots and ruts. There's something that makes us stop and look at it, analyze it, figure out how in the hell we're getting ourselves and our bike, or at least the bike, up it. Do you stop and pick a line, figure out the best path, or do you glance and dance? I prefer the latter, generally. If I stare at something too long, I psych myself out. Overthinking is one of my biggest problems when looking at an obstacle. My first instinct tends to be the right one, or at least the option I can attempt in my head. Here's a funny and somewhat irritating story. When I first started out dirt biking, I had little concept of what the bike and myself could and could not do. I would just hit stuff relying on my quick analysis of the physics involved and good balance. Most of the time it was just really good balance. Most of the time it worked out, others it ended abruptly and usually kind of rough. So uh, I was cutting my teeth out in Little Moab on a 1995 DR350. Uh, This is is the bike that really started it all for me. I saw this dirt bike sitting in the back of a truck along uh, Main Street in Payson and I found out it belonged to the chiropractor in my neighborhood. So I asked him about it, and being a woodworker, I asked if he wanted to trade for it. And I was totally surprised when he said, yeah, let's do it. I was stoked. So I did some work for him, and the bike was mine. Um, I had a blast on this bike. It had loads of grunt and power. Not a fast bike by any means, uh, but it, it was cool. And I found the sport that really spoke to me. That bike set everything in motion for me, starting a podcast, getting into filming, and having a YouTube channel. Uh, So that little DR350 uh, opened up a whole lot of hobbies for me. Um, I had a blast. So I was out riding in Little Moab on this DR and decided I needed to test myself. I rode over over to this hillside with uh, several rock steps in it, um, about a foot and a foot and a half high on each one. They kind of stair-stepped up. Uh, I got up the first two just fine, and I was hitting the third step when the front wheel bounced off to the right while the rear wheel popped up onto the step. So it kind of, I got up onto the to the final step, but I had been kicked almost 90 degrees to the right. Um, so I technically I'd made it. I got to the top for a second. As soon as both tires were up, the bike stopped moving. And mental note here, I need to work on clutch control at the time. Um, and as per usual, gravity, uh, gave me a not so gentle reminder that she was still in charge. I put my foot out to brace myself on, um, on the downhill side, side that gravity chose, except there was nothing there. There was no brace. There was no, nothing to put my foot out against. So I fell. It was, you know, from there, you know, it was a, a two foot ledge and then I fell from sitting up on my bike. So it was probably about, I don't know, four, four, four or five feet to the ground um i couldn't jump off the bikes uh, in mid-fall so i just kind of tumbled with it we did a little barrel roll um i kind of slammed onto my side and kind of on my backpack um 
with the bike crashing down on top of me now as I kind of hit my back. And as the momentum carried the bike further down the hill, I kind of kicked it. Uh, uh, I kicked off the bike, you know, and kind of kicked it back down the hill the rest of the way, letting it bounce down the hill. Uh, and somehow I didn't end up getting hurt. The bike really didn't suffer either, which was really awesome, just a bent lever. So I got lucky on that one that it was just a uh, kind of a minor weird accident where I had the bike kind of land on me upside down, but my feet were still on the pegs. So I kind of kicked it off and let momentum carry it the rest of the way down the hill. Um, let's see. While I was still out there, the next big obstacle for me was uh, the wall at Chimney Rock near Little Moab. I don't know if that's the official name, but anyway, it's a near vertical four-foot ledge that rock crawlers uh, like to use. Um, I attribute my success the first couple of times to just probably being naive and not overthinking it. I looked at it for a second. I thought, okay, I, I think I can probably do that. So I went for it, and it all just kind of came together. Uh, it was one of the best feelings ever. I'm sure you've You've all experienced that when something that's a little bit intimidating to you, you just go for it. You don't overthink it. You just do it, and you get up to the top, and somehow it managed to all work out. It is such a cool feeling. You know, doing something scary, but being confident enough to go for it. Unfortunately, this ledge has kicked my butt two different times since. So it's kind of a sore subject for me. But my problem the next couple times was overthinking. I deliberated the best line rather than just picking one and trying it. Um, so the glance and dance method worked for me really well, especially on uh, five miles of hell. Uh, I came up out of a wash. It was a 25-yard craggy ascent, maybe a 25% grade or so. Um, I came around the bend out of the wash and literally glanced up the hillside, spotted what looked kind of like a line, and I just went for it. Pointed the bike up and twisted the throttle. I was relying on somewhat desperation and luck at that point in the ride. Um, if I got stopped on that slope, I would have been wiped out. I was so tired. But about three quarters of the way up, I realized I was going to make it. <laughs> I started feeling kind of giddy. Uh, it was it was a silly word to, to describe it, but that's really how I felt. I was so happy that I made it up on the first try without any help. I got to the top, turned off the bike, and sat there for about three seconds. Then let out this just triumphant yell. I was like, yeah, fist pumps in the air, you know. And my voice just echoed off the rocks and nobody was around to witness it, just me. But hey, it happened, I promise. But that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you just have to point your wheel and twist the throttle. And obviously you can't just get lucky all the time. Practice makes progress, right? So all the seat time you put in, the static training, the repetitions on obstacles, it all pays off when you come to those tough spots and your body has been trained well enough to know what to do. Even the weekend warrior has that muscle memory. So your brain wants to succeed and tells your body what to do to make it happen. That practice all comes together. Um, one of the things uh, that, that worked out super cool was this last weekend. Uh, we went uh, the <laughs> the core four, as Rob called it. Um, Muir 27... The Adventuring Boy and Kyle Meltzer and myself, we went down to do the Colored Trails in southern Utah. And we planned to do uh, Red Trail, Blue, VJ, and Orange, and Green all in a big loop at night. So we went on this night ride. And there's a video I'll post with this episode. I'll put it on the YouTube channel as well as link it here with the episode notes. 
but um, riding at night's a whole different animal. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's harder. If anything, what me and the guys talk about is that everything else is dark around you. So you only see what's lit up in front of you. So you kind of almost get tunnel vision. So the night ride was really fun. But I tell you what, it is spooky out there. Freaking Nate, the adventuring boy, was kept talking about, like, hey, guys, what do you think's out here? Like, shut up, Nate, nothing. Coyotes, rabbits, lizards, nothing. But, you know, every now and then he'd just be like, I'm telling you, man, there might be like 99% normal stuff. There only has to be one, 1% weird stuff. So while we were out riding, I was in the back of the pack and everybody kind of taken off. Um, and I was, I was flying up this little, this, uh, whoop section out in the middle of this valley with the, the buttes around me on either side of the mesas. And I could almost imagine in my head, just like, I could almost see it, some weird looking, wolf thing running up next to me with kind of glowing red eyes ready to take me off the bike you know as i was as i was riding so that kind of freaked me out for a second um but uh no anyway when we're riding at night hitting some of the obstacles i have to rely on on muscle memory for what to do you know that practice practice makes progress and and that muscle memory really helped me out especially uh riding red trail it's got a few more obstacles than all the others but uh it also helped to be familiar with the trail so there was that but anyway man i tell you what we had such a good weekend um i think rob was the only one that did not crash he didn't dump his bike i think once i had a brand new lex pipe on my bike i mean it had been on the bike for a total of 24 hours before this trip and after the night ride woke up the next morning looked at my bike and there is a golf ball sized dent in the side of the pipe right on the right on the the big round part uh the expansion chamber i was so ticked um kyle dumped his bike pretty hard and then nate he went down really hard he was making a pass on rob flying through a, a wash and there was a little ledge, a rock ledge, maybe about oh, two or three inches is all, going on a slope, on, a, on an angle away from him. And his front tire kind of got hooked on it, and it took the bike off to the right when he was leaning left, and it slammed him into the ground hard. I mean, his, his uh, uh, the, the chin guard, the, fa the face, face guard on his, his helmet, slammed into his nose and kind of bloodied him up just a little bit. Mostly made his nose pretty red, but man, you just never know. You're flying flying around a, a, through a wash, and before you know it, you're on your way down and doing your best to think on think real quick and and try to save yourself some pain. Kind of like the same thing that happened with Alan, uh, the uh, the bionic moto man. He was flying down a wash, and and all of a sudden a rock just donkey kicked him off of his bike and sent him sailing for dozens and dozens of feet so anyway i don't know where i was going with all that dirt biking's awesome my goodness i don't know what it is about motorcycles every now and then i try to think about it and pin it down what is it about riding a motorcycle for me specifically a dirt bike that is so addicting it's so much fun and i want to keep doing it 
And there's times where I get trashed on the bike. I don't want to do it anymore. It sucks. And then the next day, I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait to go riding again. There's something about it, man. It's like a drug. It's pretty fun stuff. Anyway, if you have a story you'd like to share, send me an email. Hit me up on Instagram, whatever you want to do, on Facebook, um, about hitting an obstacle, overcoming something that was really kind of daunting to you. You went for it, you practiced, you got over whatever was holding you back or whatever inexperience you had, you gained the experience. Feel free to share that story with me. I can read it on the on the next podcast, or you can call in and tell your story real quick. Two minutes, 15 minutes, 45 minutes, I don't care. Anyway, talk to you later. Goodbye. Goodbye.